On today's episode, I'll be answering your mailbag questions about the Dallas Stars. We'll talk about Jason Robertson and when we can expect him to have a breakout game in the postseason. We'll talk about home ice advantage and how much it matters in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And we'll also try to look ahead to the future and predict what next year's lineup could look like for the Dallas Stars. All of this coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Stars podcast. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Tuesday, April 25th. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars. Your first listen every single day. Be sure to subscribe to the show, whether that be YouTube, uh, on Spotify, Apple. Uh, We're always free and available no matter where or how you choose to consume the show. And wanted to do a mailbag episode today. It's been a little bit since we've done one, uh, but with the off day in between playoff appearances or playoff games, rather, for the Dallas Stars, figured it was as good a time as any. Uh, Because I know Stars fans are very active on social media right now uh, with lots to talk about here in the playoffs and even beyond, uh, as we'll talk about in the final segment of today's episode. But thank you to everyone who submitted a question, whether it was on Twitter or uh, YouTube on the community tab. I tried to read and acknowledged to some extent each and every one. So not every question makes the cut, but do know that I see them and that I do appreciate you uh, taking the time to come up with the question uh, and I'm sure someday uh, your question will get featured uh, if it is not the case on today's episode. But we start off uh, with a question about Jason Robertson from an account on Twitter, uh, a Stars fan, uh, which I'm, I'm sure that's a lot of us here. Love the account name. A great profile picture of the Dallas Stars celebrating in a huddle. Question says, what can Robo do, Jason Robertson, this season right now to elevate his game for the playoffs? He's talked about working on his skating and his one-timer, which would be nice, but that feels long-term. Can he do anything different right now, or is it just mental at this point? Thank you, Stars fan, uh, for your question. This is a great question, and of course, we dove into this a little bit on yesterday's episode, uh, but now we can dedicate a little bit fuller of a segment to it now. A a fantastic question. Thank you for submitting And it kind of goes without saying, as we talked about yesterday, that Jason Robertson, while he hasn't been bad and he hasn't been a non-factor in this first round series against the Wild, it it seems like he really hasn't been himself during this postseason. One goal, three assists, four points in four games. So again, a point per game player, uh, if you do want to base it solely on statistics, but he's certainly behind uh, in terms of goal scoring than a lot of other players on this team. So it kind of seems like we're waiting for this breakout playoff game uh, from Jason Robertson, as this is only his second trip to the postseason in his young NHL career. And there's a few different ways you can look at this. Uh, I I think for starters, it does take some time for some players 
for their game to acclimate to the playoff setting. I mean, I, I say it all the time. Other people say it all the time. The Stanley Cup playoffs are drastically different than the NHL regular season. And if you look at Jason Robertson's sample size, he's only played 11 playoff games so far, including last season against Calgary and only four this year against Minnesota. And you can look at other NHL players or even players on the Stars roster. You know, historically uh, in their careers, Joe Pavelski didn't really have great numbers the first three seasons through his career in the playoffs. But then, you know, his fourth time around in the postseason, he had 17 points in 15 games. And so I think part of it is that you don't necessarily always see explosive numbers in the playoffs from some of the best players in the league. Sometimes it doesn't really take much to translate over from the regular season to the postseason, but sometimes it does because the game is different and the mindset, the physicality and things like that are also drastically different in the playoffs than they are in the regular season. But then you also look at the opposing teams and oftentimes opposing teams are going to do everything they can in their power to stop the best player of the team they're matching up against. And so teams like the Minnesota Wild are going to be quite literally throwing the kitchen sink at Jason Robertson and doing everything they can to not give him space when he's out there on the ice. Because if you give Jason Robertson just the slightest bit of space, uh, he will often make you pay uh, with the puck going in the back of the net. And Jason Robertson, I, I mean, quite frankly, just isn't fast enough or, or at times, depending on who's you know defending him, skilled enough to create his own space. He doesn't have that Miro Haskinen or Rope Hintz type speed. Uh, he's certainly not the slowest skater on the ice, but he's not the fastest either. And so sometimes he's not able to create space like other players on the Stars roster can do. Uh, and I think that that factors into it as well in Minnesota, as we've seen through these four games, a very physical team uh, and a team that tries to do their best to shut down the activity of this top line. Uh, and that includes Jason Robertson, who historically in the regular season has been excellent against this Minnesota team, but you know that Dean Evison and company have been doing everything that they possibly can to make sure that Robertson does not have an impact on this series. And, and I think, you know, some of this bleeds over into Minnesota side as well. Kirill Kaprizov, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I mean, he, he again, is kind of in a similar situation where he hasn't been a non-factor in this series, but you have to imagine the Wild have been expecting more from a guy who is considered to be the superstar player for that respective club. And so, I think that, you know, a lot of this can be said of him as well, but also for Jason Robertson. And I think a healthy way to also look at it is Jason Robertson being cut off can be to the benefit of his teammates. We've seen Rope Hint score a hat trick here in the postseason already. Tyler Sagan has three goals through the first handful of games in the playoffs. He's looked really good playing alongside both of those players on the top line in the absence of Joe Pavelski. And a lot of most of those goals or some of those goals at least have been assisted on by Robo. So even if he's not getting his opportunity to take as many shots as he or Pete DeBoer would probably want him to, if he's not getting those scoring opportunities that we're used to getting him, you know, that, that we're used to getting, seeing him get rather, uh, he's still finding ways to make plays and he's still a very good playmaker, pretty good hockey IQ and can certainly pass the puck, move it around and set up his teammates for success. And I think we've seen him do that. And that's why he's continued to be, you know, a, a factor in this series against the Minnesota Wild. And so while it is weird to not really have seen an explosive performance from Robo in the playoffs yet, like I said yesterday, I think it's coming. It's probably coming sometime in this series. The lights are going to continue to get brighter and the pressure is going to continue to build with each game that comes in the remainder of this series. We for sure are locked in for two more, but we might be getting a game seven and it's in games like that 
uh, that you really need your best players to step up and be great. And this is a fantastic opportunity for Jason Robertson to do just that. It's not going to be easy, but I think, you know, to answer the question, it's just a mixture of all of these things that we've discussed. Uh, and I, I agree with some of the longevity stuff as well, you know, throughout the off seasons of his career and, you know, off time in between seasons, he'll have time to work on his skating. He'll have time to work on his one timer. And I think all of that is going to benefit him in the long run as well, as well as some of these things uh, that he's doing now, uh, which I think he's going to be just fine. And I think he's playing fine. Uh, and I think once he finally has that first breakthrough performance, uh, it's going to be tough for him to look back. Cause as we've seen this season, once Jason Robertson gets hot, there's hardly anyone or any team in this league that can cool him off. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll answer another mailbag question. We'll talk a little bit about home ice advantage in the Stanley Cup playoffs and how much it matters. More on that right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team? If you're building your talent roster, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do all of that with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like matching, assessments, and virtual interviews. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. And that's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Just go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn. That's Indeed.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply cost per application pricing not available for everyone need to hire you need indeed i want to thank you again for making the locked on stars podcast your first listen every single day continuing on with this mailbag episode answering your questions again thank you to everyone who submitted a question for today's mailbag episode and this one comes from the youtube community tab um and route, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. My apologies if I'm not said on the community post. Hey, Dane, I was curious about your perspective on how impactful home ice is in different places around the league. For example, a city like Dallas will always have more fans compared more away fans, excuse me, compared to a city like Edmonton. Do you think a factor like that can have an impact on how influential home ice is? Thank you for your question on the community tab. And home ice advantage is a very weird thing in the world of the Stanley cup playoffs. And especially uh, it feels like that is the case this time around here in the year 2023. Uh, and of course uh, it does affect the game to some extent and does, I think have a little bit of an impact on how a series could turn out. Uh, and, you know, I think crowds certainly do play a factor into that, but I think there's also a lot more to it uh, in terms of just, you know, how the players approach the game, how they get prepared for games you have home ice advantage, you're likely spending more nights at your home, in your own bed, probably in the same space as your family, and you're spending less time traveling, less time in hotels, uh, in a place that you aren't as familiar with. And also, if you're the home team, you get more time in your home facility, in your home dressing room, your training facility, uh, and you know the things you're familiar with. Uh, professional athletes are creatures of habit, and of course, there is established habits on the road, uh, but you know t things are going to always be different when it's not a place you are as familiar with, uh, whereas opposed if you are the home team and you're getting more time in your home arena, uh, that certainly does make a big impact, I think, for players in the playoffs. But the 2023 playoffs have been so interesting because you can really just not even, I mean, you can look at the Stars Wild Series, but really across the league, especially in the Western Conference, and you can see a lot of teams are splitting these games 
in other arenas. I mean, Dallas and Minnesota have both won games in Dallas and in St. Paul. Los Angeles and Edmonton have done similar things. Uh, and you even look, you know, Colorado, Seattle. Seattle stole game one at Ball Arena in Denver. And, and we saw Winnipeg uh, steal a game at the Fortress in Las Vegas. And so, I mean, home ice advantage certainly does matter, but it's not always the end-all, be-all for each series. And I know it's easy to still kind of give the edge and give the advantage to the team with home ice, especially the later the series goes on. But I, I just don't know you know, if that's really, you know, super impactful or how much stock we should be putting into that. And, and I think it's, you know, interesting with the, the argument that's presented of, you know, sometimes Dallas is, has an arena that can get filled with plenty of other fans. I remember going to a game back in mid-December where the Stars hosted the Red Wings and it felt like half of that arena was wearing red. And a part of that is the Detroit Red Wings are one of the oldest brands in the NHL. And, you know, they're all over the place. And so their fans, one, travel well, but they're also just scattered all over the country and likely all over the world. And so, you know, it kind of depends on which team you're playing, which market uh, is being represented by the opposing team. But I don't really think that that's been a factor in the playoffs so far. I know the Stars have sold out both their playoff games up to this point. Minnesota has done the same thing. But, I mean, and I wasn't in person at the Stars' first two home playoff games, so I can't speak to everything exactly. But even just watching on TV, I mean, the environment seemed very pro-Stars. I mean, sure, there are some Minnesota fans there, but you also know that there were Dallas fans at games three and four. And so I don't really think that the the fans or the amount of fans in attendance representing each team matters too much because I think at the end of the day, a lot of these players, while they certainly do notice the crowd, and I think the crowd can play a role uh, in getting guys fired up, I mean, a lot of these guys are are used to it. I mean, these some of these guys have played in the Frozen Four, uh, the NCAA, the highest levels there. Some guys have played at some of the highest levels overseas. I've never been to a hockey game in Europe, but I've heard that there's some crazy environments over uh, Finland, Sweden, places like that. And so, I mean, it's similar to even the NBA. You have guys like Luka Doncic who were, you know, playing professional basketball at, what, age 15, 16. And there's people, like, lighting flares in the crowds. And, I mean, crowds that make NBA crowds look like, you know, a junior high JV game or, uh, you know, a high school JV game over here in the States. I mean, some of these guys, especially uh, the guys not from America, have experienced some of the craziest environments and craziest crowds you can imagine. And so I think that there is something to be said of an impact there. But also, I think at the same time, they can be a little bit unfazed by it or at least unintimidated uh, by the crowds. But, you know, I think there's also players that enjoy you know, the thrill of playing on the road and kind of playing that villain role. I know Nathan McKinnon of the Colorado Avalanche recently went on record saying he loves scoring goals uh, in road arenas to silence the crowd and, you know, having, you know, 18,000 plus people boo you or have animosity towards you knowing that, you know, you did your thing well and that made other people feel a certain way. And so I think you have to take it by a player by player basis or a case by case basis. Obviously, I think the stars are a little bit at an advantage here with, you know, we only know there's for sure two games coming up. Games five and six are guaranteed in this series against Minnesota. Game seven is not, but if it is, the Stars are at a pretty big advantage playing in Dallas. I mean, you even look last season, maybe that series against Calgary ends differently if game seven is in Texas as opposed to the Saddle Dome up in Alberta. And maybe, and maybe it doesn't even go to seven games if the Stars get home ice advantage in that series. It matters, but I think both teams, especially in the Stars and Wild Case, have shown it matters, but it's not the end-all be-all. At the end of the day, it's about the players and how they approach the game from a mental standpoint and how they get themselves prepared and how well they execute out there on the ice. The home ice advantage doesn't really affect how you, you know, draw up your game plan and how well you execute it. 
That, that, that's just a fact. And, you know, game three, the Stars didn't execute very well. But game four, the Stars executed their game plan a lot better. And they were able to get the win despite being the road team in a sold-out uh, XL Energy Center up in Minnesota. We're going to take one more quick break. But when we come back, we'll take a pause on the playoff talk and look ahead to the future and try to predict what next year's lineup could potentially look like for the Dallas Stars. More on that right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, and comedy and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, and you can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, everybody, we are closing out today's mailbag episode of Locked on Stars. We've talked a little bit about the playoffs, uh, but I want to take a pause on that because there was a great question brought up uh, by narrator RN on Twitter at PopsXV saying uh, the question simply just way too early roster question for next year. Uh, is there room for Stan Coven, Stranges, and Bork to make the team out of camp next year? If not, which one or two will? Uh, and so I went ahead and, and took this a little bit of the next step further, uh, of course, in doing a kind of way too early roster projection. Uh, this is probably not going to be accurate at all, but I really like this question uh, and something that we've talked about a good amount here on this podcast throughout the season is the Stars are in a good spot because they have a good NHL roster right now. Clearly, they're in the playoffs and clearly they're in contention to go past the first round and, and possibly go on a pretty special run but there's also still plenty of talent to be had uh, at the prospect level, whether that be the AHL or junior hockey uh, or really just anywhere, whether that be Canada or over in Europe, the stars seem to have a pretty bright future ahead of them. Uh, and that includes a lot of guys like Maverick Bork, Antonio Stranges, Logan Stankoven, just to name a few. Uh, and that really is a few. There's still so many other good names out there that we talked about at length. Uh, be sure to go check out some of our prospect related episodes if you haven't done so already. But, I mean, uh, an early roster projection, I think a lock is Robertson, hence Pavelski, probably still stays the top line. We know all of those guys are going to be back next season. And then uh, I think Ben Johnston, the Donoff, could certainly be uh, another line as well, whether that be the second or third line. I know I've talked about I think the Stars would be wise to try and keep the Donoff and Max Domi if they can. It's not a certainty, but I do see it happening based on especially how Evgeny Dodonov has played here in the postseason. He's been very special and a guy I did not necessarily expect to see playing at this level, but I've enjoyed it. And I really think the Stars could look to hold on to him uh, this offseason. But then I think for a different line, you have Mason Marchment, Tyler Sagan, and Logan Stankoven. I feel like Logan Stankoven is a lock to make next year's roster. I think he could have made it this year. Uh, I think he could have played very well and handled himself with the Stars this year, there just wasn't space for him. Of course, Wyatt Johnston came onto the scene and did just fine. I would expect just as great of a season, if not better, 
uh, for Logan Stankoven next year. And I think he could be excellent alongside Tyler Sagan. And maybe it's not Mason Marchment. Maybe the Stars go out and try to add a different forward, whether that be in free agency or trade, uh, just to add some more elite talent around him. No disrespect to Mason Marchment, but the chemistry there just hasn't been there all the time for Sagan and Mason Marchment. But that's kind of how I see it right now. And then a fourth line potentially could be Max Domi, Roddick Fox, Ty Delandria. Uh, Domi maybe could get slotted around some other places. I still would like to see the Stars hold hold on to him, at least at this time. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see where he could get slotted in the lineup. And then defensively, it, the defensive situation is odd because the Stars are going to be likely bringing back a lot of the same defensemen. The only defenseman with an expiring contract after this season is Joel Hanley. Uh, but, you know, then you have guys like Miro Haskinen who are still, you know, in the early stages of their long extension. Essa Lindell is getting paid $5.8 million through 2025. Ryan Suter uh, is getting paid $3.65 million until 2025 as well. And then you have guys who aren't getting paid as much money, but Colin Miller uh, with the team through 2024. Uh, Niels Lundqvist uh, also with the team through 2024. Yanni Hockenpah also in that boat. And Thomas Harley, although Lundqvist, and Harley, both of them still uh, on entry-level deals, being paid under one hundred or one million dollars a season. I expect Thomas Harley to be in the in the mix next year, full-time NHL, or he should be spending zero time in the AHL next season. Uh, I expect him to be on the opening night roster somewhere defensively. Uh, I think Miro's a lock for that as well. Esselandell likely a lock for that too. And everyone else that's kind of up in the air. Maybe we could see some trades go down. It's going to be much easier said than done to move on from a guy like. Ryan Suter, who does have a no-move clause in his contract, but also even if you could trade him or could find a, you know, a way to deal him, who is going to want a 39-year-old defenseman uh, worth almost $4 million? Going to be hard to find, but that's kind of how I see the roster shaking out for the Stars. I think we could maybe see Maverick Bork come in at some point in the season. I don't expect it to be on opening night, but maybe you know if someone gets injured or near the end of the season, if the Stars you know, are... are well into the playoffs and maybe they want to rest some bodies or you know they they have a spot open to let a guy get some NHL experience I can see Maverick Bork maybe making his NHL debut but I don't necessarily see him making that full-time jump to the NHL although I think you know he's just one of those guys that the development is maybe taking a little bit longer but there's still plenty to be excited about with the potential that he has but right now I think the hype is all around Logan Stankoven uh, and I know Stars fans are anxiously anticipating his arrival onto the team next season. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you so much again to each and every one of you who did submit a question. Uh, be sure to keep an eye out on Twitter and on YouTube on the community tab for the next time I send out the mailbag prompt for a chance to have your question featured on today's episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening and making us your first listen every single day. Be sure to subscribe to the show here on YouTube or on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We're free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. Follow us on social media at Locked on Stars on Twitter and Instagram, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. Be sure to tune back in tomorrow as we'll be recapping everything that goes down in game five. The Stars hosting the Minnesota Wild and the winner will go up 3-2 in the series, uh, looking to not take a stranglehold per se, but uh, it'd be a pretty big win for either team, and the Stars are looking to take care of business on home ice in front of their fans, and then we'll be looking to hopefully clinch the series in St. Paul in Game 6 
and then get prepared for round two. But you got to take it one game at a time. Should be an exciting matchup tonight between these two teams. Enjoy the game. Cheer loud. Wear green. Uh, be loud. Wear green. Go stars uh, is, is what the folks say around here. Should be a fun one. Take care of yourselves. Enjoy the game tonight, stars fans. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow. 